Hello, my friends, and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and professional cereal eater. I'm joined, of course, by the host of a wrestling gal podcast, my fellow CCW commentator, Ella J. And we have a fabulous guest for today, the Detroit Barbie herself, Marina Tucker. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm a little jet lagged, but just getting back in the group of things, but I'm doing good. From the West Coast, LA, yeah, you were just at Comic-Con this past weekend. We'll talk about that a bit later, but yes. that's so exciting. <laughs> Heck yeah. Thank you, you so much. Yes, it was wonderful. Awesome. That's so good to hear. You are definitely a competitor who has been on the radar of Capital Championship Wrestling. So we're curious to, you know, learn a little bit more about you. And before we even get into wrestling talk, we kind of wanted to know more about you personally. And you've said in the past that growing up in a place like Detroit really made you who you are. So how do you think that Detroit and your overall environment shaped you as a person? Well, uh, I got to say, everyone from Detroit, they're very proud people. I think it becomes... Uh, you know, you get a tough exterior, but everybody is very proud to be from such a tough city. It kind of makes you, like you said, it shapes who you are. And uh, I was thrown right into it because both my parents are police officers and uh, I was raised in an area where you had to be tough and it was ingrained in us. And our parents, uh, you know, were around the most brutal sites you could ever see or imagine. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized, you know, how rough they actually had it and how well they shielded us from really seeing the true horrors of what things were out there, especially in the 90s, uh, how bad it was. Um, but I do love my city. I haven't been back um, since the past summer. I did go up during the summer to see my grandpa. So it was great to see everybody and go to like my old CrossFit gyms and where I used to work out. Um, but I do love the fact that I was born and raised there. I went to college on the West Coast, which is a completely different <laughs> state is what it almost looks like compared to the Detroit area. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love Michigan. I'm so proud from being there. Um, I do miss it sometimes. I do not miss the brutal sub-zero temperatures, but living in Florida where we have absolutely no seasons, yeah, you kind of miss it. Yeah, Alyssa and I are based in the Northeast right now. I have been my whole life. I know Alyssa was down in Florida for a while, so I've never gotten that experience. So I've just been in the cold my whole life. So like, I, I feel you on that level. But I feel like, too, with the moniker like the Detroit Barbie, I feel like that implies a fair level of confidence in there. So how do you think that you've acquired or achieved this high level of confidence, not only in yourself, but also in your persona, too? Well, they say, you know, the best thing about being a wrestler is being who you really are and turning it up to 11. And I'd like to think that Detroit and Barbie are two things I embody and I kind of smash them together, which is funny because they are two polar opposite things. Yes. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, I was this is my real hair, my real hair color. And I love the color pink and the pink and black. <laughs> and it's just always been my favorite. And I just kind of thought, well, mysterious but also bright and vibrant and of course you know tough as nails you're going to slam it all together um the confidence comes from just <laughs> honestly having to dive head first into many many realms um i was put into sports as a really young kid and i went through almost every sport you could ever imagine um i ended up with cheerleading but i did basketball for a very long time but i kept getting fouled out because i wanted to fight everybody um, so I ended up being a cheerleader for seven years, which I absolutely loved. Um, but then when I went to college, I was submerged into sports broadcasting and that's what I actually graduated with. 
and you are in an all men environment and you just kind of have to prove that you are the most knowledgeable at your job because that's what you're paid to do. That's what you're going to school to do. You have to be the most knowledgeable. And I feel like that is in the same way I take my wrestling career. I have watched wrestling since I was four years old. I take wrestling very serious, just like if I was any other professional athlete, you watch tape, you study, you do it every single day because that's how you get great at your craft. You go to training, you go to the gym, and the confidence just had to come because there was no excuse for it not to. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, you've definitely put the work in and, and kind of that sink or swim mentality of just anything you go into. Um, and, and you previously had said that you hadn't met any woman on the indies who could match your level on the mic and part of your strong suit in that department of course stems from like you mentioned your experience in sports broadcasting do you feel like you have any particular influences from broadcasting or from the talking aspect of wrestling yeah absolutely even just with the wrestling aspect you know especially in the 90s what separated everyone from the best was how well you could you know essentially get yourself over and be the best on the mic you didn't have to do what a lot of the people do these days and do moves where you could legit kill yourself in the ring. You know, a lot of wrestling back in the 90s was beyond basic, but you didn't care because you were entertained. And that's really all it has to be. And I, I love it. Yes, being able to speak in front of thousands of people and being able to speak on live television and radio, what I did 100% helped me. But I also had to know what I was talking about. So when I'm able to do what I can do in the ring and I know what I'm able to be, you know, I'm capable of it. So I know when I go in there and I can talk about myself, I feel great. And uh, a lot of people kind of rely on tropes, but I just rely on me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I feel like too, you've had a good fountain kind of a wisdom to kind of uh, branch off of too. And I know we, me and you briefly talked about before that one of your favorite sayings originated from the late WWE Hall of Famer, Scott Hall with saying, do you want to have dinner with me or do you want to wrestle with me? So I'm curious too, why does that quote resonate with you so much? So it actually didn't resonate with me until um, about two years into the business because uh, I I think like a lot of people who watch wrestling their whole life, I was actually really nervous to get into it because I loved wrestling. Wrestling was my essentially my first childhood recollection. And I thought, what happens if I get into this business and it kills my love of wrestling? And believe me, it, there are times where it tests you without a doubt. But when I got into wrestling, especially women's wrestling, and I thought, everyone's going to be friends. It's maybe it's like a sorority. Maybe we all go to each other's houses and maybe we all watch pay-per-views together. You know, maybe we all ride to shows together. And I just kind of had like this <laughs> grand idea of what women's wrestling was going to be like. And oh, was I wrong? I mean, within just a couple weeks of being in legit training and seeing people at shows and stuff like that. No, it is a catty environment. It's a dog eat dog world. Everybody wants the top spot. There's only so many, so many limited spots. And um, yeah, I was, I was really blown back about how many people just are fake. I mean, it's like high school. It's like college. You're going to run into those people no matter what, but you know, in a sport where you have to trust somebody completely with your body, and you know your health and your life is on the line it is really hard to get in there with people who are rude and people who are arrogant and people who you know you just don't they don't have your best interest in in mind because maybe 
Maybe you excel at something they don't. Maybe you look better. Maybe they're dating somebody who's in a higher ranking in a company or the owner or the person booking the show. There's a lot of things and people get told a lot of misinformation. So it, it was hard. But when I realized that I wanted to be a professional wrestler and it didn't matter if I was on TV or not, like I always say I could have been the perfect territory wrestler because I just wanted to see the world through wrestling. Um, I didn't want to be a total diva. I just wanted to be the best professional wrestler. So that saying really resonated with me because at the end of the day, you don't have to be best friends with anybody when it comes down to any job, any field you work in. Essentially, people are going to just be your coworkers. So I always like to say that I'm in the business to be what I promised myself at four years old I was going to be and not to be best friends with everybody. And and that's the saying, you know, do you want to be friends or do you want to go do business and make a lot of money and be the best at what we're going to do together? Now, theoretically, though, if you could have dinner with any wrestler from the past <laughs> or present, who would it be and why? Man. Oh, my gosh. Um, There's so many good answers for so many different reasons, too. <laughs> yeah. And I also kind of feel like in my career, I go through like phases of like clearly like who I loved when I was a kid is not like who I'm definitely passionate about yeah. watching now. But um, I'd have to say probably Stone Cold Steve Austin just to pick his mind about the industry because he had such an impact. And then if you really do go back and look, his career was so shortened because of injuries and stuff like that. And, you know, he was able to do something that wrestling is, I believe, starting to come back through and that's coming back through pop culture and wrestling has always been something that, you know, is able to take things that are happening in the world and like combine it into the storytelling. And I feel like wrestling got away from that. And to have dinner with somebody who literally took wrestling and put it in the front and center of pop culture would be amazing. And he's just hilarious. <laughs> Could probably get some beer on him, too, by the way. Yes. Some beer rounds on him. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he like has his own brewery now. So it'd be True. cool to see that. Absolutely. I mean, and, and speaking of making an impact, you've already been making an impact in your own career. You've been competing for years predominantly in the Southeast, but what did, what do you feel has been your biggest accomplishment in your career so far? Um, getting signed to a wow contract without a doubt. Um, I was definitely in a place of very, very frustrated, you know, hitting your head on that glass ceiling, because uh, I have been throughout the Southeast for a long time and reaching out to places in the New England area, in the Texas area, um, you know, wanting to expand, getting my name out there, just getting people new eyes on me. Um, you get told no and you got to get real comfortable or just getting left on red. Um, you know, I, I went and papered, you know, this is uh, over a year, literally over a year right now. I papered the Indies and sent crazy emails to everybody you could ever imagine and the only people who responded to me was Gail Kim messaged me back from Impact. And then I got booked for AEW Dark, but yet not a single independent company would email me back. And I was just like, you know, I, I, I'm getting opportunities, but I'm also getting feedback, but I'm getting turned down. But And it's for people who have TV, but yet, you know, an independent company in Chicago couldn't even give me the time of day. So you get beyond frustrated. So um getting the opportunity to work and get signed to a company without a doubt it's the biggest thing ever for me 
So, I mean, kind of honing in on 2022 more closely. I mean, like you said, you got signed to WOW. You've also been champion this year as well. And you told me earlier this year, you were really focusing on elevating yourself all around personally and professionally. So can you share some of the ways you feel that you've leveled up or grown this year in both of those aspects? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not only have uh, just, just changing my habits in the gym and stuff like that. I am, I am never going to be a girl who's like a size two, but I I love that because I think when you stand next to some of the most top athletes in our company, you can't look like a small child. You know, there's a lot of girls on the independent scene who are young and stuff like that, but you still have to look like athletes without a doubt. A lot of these moves, you know, they really do, you know, are they're necessary that you have to have the certain type of cardio uh, and strength to be able to do some of these things, especially with the higher level women. And I think just being at a shape that you're comfortable with for your style of wrestling is so important and not just having like, uh, you know, a supermodel figure is important for our industry. And I think that's what was pushed the narrative and is still pushed. I think to this day in certain wrestling schools is looking uh, a certain particular way. And I think being comfortable and being strong, but also being as fit as humanly possible to keep up with this kind of work is very important because injuries for women are always going to be different than men as well in this kind of industry. Um, Also, I've been working with a lot of women's wrestlers who are brand new to wrestling this year, and it really does take your mindset and put it into a whole different perspective because I've been working with women who up until recently, never even watched wrestling. So having to explain psychology and just why why wrestling is the way that it is to women who have, you know, are really new to this kind of world really almost makes you appreciate. And for me, it really took me back. It made me almost re-fall in love with wrestling because I was watching these women beyond just fall head into heel, head over heels in love with wrestling. And it makes you realize like, wow, me at four years old went through that. And now watching these women fall in love with it was really, really special for me. That has to be really awesome just to be able to see wrestling for the first time through somebody else's eyes. Like, wow. Yeah, that is yeah. Really special. <laughs> and um, I think if I didn't get these opportunities, I would have never seen that. And I think a lot of us on the scene, I mean, there's always the joke, the bitter indie person. I think that really does come full term at a certain point in your career and seeing kind of what I've experienced these past few months uh, has really opened a new door for wrestling for me. And speaking of opening a lot of new doors, you've been expanding your reach, making it over to the West Coast, like we said with WOW. And, you know, we've been, you've been manifesting the idea of doing even more traveling for wrestling. So what are some of the places that you are hoping to compete in in the near future? Uh, my biggest goal, without a doubt, is the UK. Uh, British, you know, the strong style, however you want to say it, world of sport. I absolutely adore that style of wrestling. I like to say that it's beautifully gross and they have such respect for each other over there because it's such a small scene and they all have worked together. So they've grown up together in the sport. And so they trust each other, you know, without saying there isn't drama and all sort of facets, but they all do have like this really tight camaraderie over there that I'm not going to lie. I feel like it is kind of, you know, a little jealous of the fact that they are so close to each other over there. And uh, just the way they work from the women to the men, um, it's just amazing. And there's so many people you can go over there and train, you know, seminars 
I think are more widely available over there just because they're such in close quarters compared to America. You know, yeah. you go to California, to Florida, to New England, and it's quite a hike. Um, but over there, they kind of have a better reach on uh, talent and uh, learning and even going to other countries like um, Germany would be incredible too. Definitely. And, you know, without it being international just yet, you certainly do a lot of traveling for different wrestling opportunities. And as snacking is a hot topic that comes up in every episode of In and Out the <laughs> Locker Room, what are some of your go-to treats when you are traveling and when you're on the road? Um, I hate to admit it, but I am a caffeine-aholic. I would rather drink my calories than consume them. Um, I could probably drink three to four coffees a day, which I know is horrible, but most wrestlers are fueled by caffeine. Um, but if I had to pick something munchy, I do love Quest bars. They're really good. Um, I'm really addicted to like the, uh, what are these, like the Oreo ones. They're super good. Mm -hmm. Um, if I have to like pick something not the best for me, I'm always like a stickler for like Chex Mix because you get like a variety of stuff. True. Yeah. Nice treat. Nice treats. But also, like, when you travel, I am i hate to admit it, but I feel like I have the bladder of, like, an 80-year-old grandma. I have to stop, like, every 30 minutes to use the bathroom. So I almost try – I'm always so dehydrated when I get to a show. I travel with a gallon of water, and, like, it just sits there and looks at me because I know if I have to drive anywhere, that I'll just yeah. have to my, – my trip will just be 10 times longer because the yeah. amount of stopping I'm going to have to do. I feel that. I I'm I'm literally the same way such a small bladder I feel that but I kind of wanted to take a little twist on the snack discussion this go around because tis the season for the holidays Absolutely. do you have any holiday themed or certain treats or meals you particularly enjoy around the holiday season Ooh, oh my gosh everything my mom makes homemade <laughs> and I can I can fully admit that I don't even try I just go to her house and get it if I'm able to but she makes um homemade chocolate fudge it's amazing and she only so makes does my like, mom it's so good and then she makes these things called um caramel caramelettas and it's um essentially like heath and chocolate okay. and like cookie crumbles and just like layers it's like it's kind of like a bar and you layer it and it's <laughs> so 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 good i think heath bar is super underrated for candy You've left Alyssa speechless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, I, I'm like, I hate to, I have to get into the nitty gritty of this. Does she make it as like a sheet and then you cut bars out of it? Yeah, kind of like a nine by, like how you bake a cake, but you like mm -hmm. layer, 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 and then you bake the whole thing together. Okay, we're going to touch base on the recipe for that later because that sounds Yeah, cool. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, would, would you say that overall you are a festive person or what does kind of your approach to this time of year usually look like? I'm a thousand percent festive person i will have to say oh, halloween is number one in my life without a doubt fair, fair. um but i love christmas i am a disney holic um you know like uh just on my shelves here like all my purses and stuff are disney so i also am a disney christmas person as well <laughs> what does being a disney christmas person entail exactly. so like my front door mat is uh mickey dressed up as santa claus and I have just like uh, my Christmas tree every year I go to because I live in Florida. I go to Disney and get a Christmas ornament. And I get it engraved and like the year and and all that stuff. So I just have I'm not like my house is slightly themed to Disney, but I'm not like, you know, I have like Maryland and stuff. Yeah. But 
I am a Disney person. With if I could be mm. anything else besides a wrestler, it'd be a Disney princess. So, <laughs> fair enough. The the what would it be? The would it just be the Detroit princess, or you would have to you would have to have some something something oh, going on for you castle. there. Yeah, fair enough. Detroit has no castle. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get into the lore of that later. Yeah, All right. <laughs> But I mean, in the spirit of Christmas, do you have any like favorite holiday memories or traditions that you keep up with? Oh, man. Well, uh, my family, all of our favorite movie is A Christmas Story. So like when they do the 24 hour thing, oh, yeah. we always like have it on the TV for 24 hours and they just happen to come out with like a new one on HBO. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm going to go watch it with my family. Like we all said we weren't going to watch it because we wanted to like save it to watch together. It could be horrible. I don't know. But, uh, you know, everyone's doing remakes like 40 years after the movie's been made. So you never know. It could be great. It could be horrible. Um, but that one's a really big one. Um, let's see here. We used to all always get up at like the crack of dawn Christmas morning. But now that we're all old, <laughs> we all just kind of wait. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we remember that. Oh, that's very relaxed, you know, just sit around in our pajamas. My mom always makes um, cinnamon rolls Christmas morning always. So we're nothing hardcore because we all live, you know, different places. Like my brother lives in San Diego. I live in Florida. My parents live in Atlanta. So we're all kind of spread out. So when you're all over the place, Christmas is a little different. I feel like it's good to have that family spirit, though, you know, embodies that. But perhaps most importantly, what are your go to holiday songs? Ooh, um, this one might be a little bit controversial, but I really like uh, Wham's. Um, what is it? Uh, last Christmas? Oh yeah, Last Christmas by Wham. I think that one's like really good. Classic. Yeah. I'm not going to say Mariah Carey's because you just hear it so often. that <laughs> so We're all a little inundated. It's like yeah. everywhere. Even, even for like current stuff, he's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. He gives you those cozy vibes when you just hear him. He does. Yeah. But I definitely, I can appreciate Wham. I feel like that's kind of like a little bit of a sleeper pick. It's a little under. Right? Okay, I feel and that. And like, when it comes on, you got to sing, you know? Obviously. I don't want to get us DMCA'd, okay. but. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, yeah. call, call. Okay. <laughs> well, well, now, you know, uh, in the past, you had expressed a lot of pride in being part of the women's division of another CCW, Coastal Championship Wrestling, down in Florida. That's right. Yes. What has it meant to you as you think about kind of ushering in the growth in that division? It's actually incredible because um, the women's division in that company actually went away for a few years. And there was quite a few of us on the scene who were there regularly to try to rebuild the scene. Um, Now known uh, JC James on NXT, uh, me and her, uh, Lindsay Snow. Uh, there's a couple of us who were always kind of down in the South Florida area trying to rebuild it. And finally, um, we were able to get it off the ground, which was wonderful. And it really has been able to see a, a resurgence for the South Florida area because Florida has always been a big wrestling market. But there's been places that have been, without a doubt, staples of of wrestling. And I like to say that we are the best women's division in all of Florida. Um, CCW is now on their 19th year of running um they call themselves the last territory because without a doubt besides companies like wwe and AEW, they run the most shows consecutive a year so i'd like to i'd like to you know shout out the company because they are phenomenal they work insanely hard um they're always bringing in a new face and someone someone you might 
not remember back in the day or than someone who's currently already on TV. So, um, and I'm glad that our women's division has also grown and seen many um, new faces and familiar faces as well. And uh, I, I just love the fact that it's a place where people want to come to be a part of the locker room now. Absolutely. And, and as you said too, kind of celebrating all things women's wrestling, you recently did spend some time on the West Coast competing for WOW as Penelope Pink and partaking yeah. in LA Comic-Con. How was the experience overall? It was absolutely amazing. I myself do go to cons, like have been to oh, nice. a few here in Florida. So the fact that we were a part of it was just that much more special. And just getting to meet our fans and the fact that so many of them are women is amazing to fact to to have these little girls get in the ring and you know their ages are all super broad and saying i love wrestling and i love watching you guys on tv and uh i i beat up my cousins and i hope one day i can beat them up better you know and they're like these little girls uh we've had women uh, a, a woman came up to us and she goes you know i uh, my health was poorly and I saw you guys on TV and now I'm going to the gym about six days a week and I'm off certain kinds of medications and just listening to people's stories just by just by watching a women's brand show is absolutely incredible. And the fact that we do have such a lengthy, um, you know, roster that spans year, decades, actually, and for people to come up and and talk to Lana Starr, who has been an original wow person and they get to see her in person still to this day, just to have people come and be a part of the journey with us and hear their stories is 100% the best part of all of that is getting to hear how we help them. But at the same time, they're our fans, they're watching us, they're just a big part of our story. And obviously part of your story too is obviously wanting to venture out to places like the UK, like you mentioned earlier. And you said previously too that you a lot of the wrestling that you would watch would come out of the UK. So has that lineup kind of changed or what are you watching currently in wrestling? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I definitely always watched NXT UK and now the brand was dissolved. Yeah. So that made me really sad. <laughs> um, also those their title belts were like the most gorgeous belts. So I was like, oh, that's bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I do still watch a lot of the independent shows over there. A lot of um, like uh, Dean Allmark, he's a absolutely incredible wrestler. He's also, um, you know, does seminars and training over there. Just a lot, I like to watch a lot of, you know, people who have a lot of, you know, tools in their belt and you get yes. to always learn from them. And, uh, you know, a lot of UK talent has now kind of ventured into WWE. They're bringing them back and forth too, which is great. You know, I love to see the variety of, you know, people that they're bringing in and their style when they're in the ring, you can just, they stand out. They're just so different than how we train and learn over here in America. So it's really cool to see, you know, the mix of the wrestling when you, finally see someone from the UK or, or someone from Europe get in the ring with someone who's trained in America because you can just see the clashing styles. But it, it's beautiful. I love it. And, you know, you never know. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I'll be, you know, crossing the pond one day. Absolutely. There certainly are a lot of unique styles out there, and it's really cool to see everyone kind of come together. Um, but for you, when you're watching wrestling, do you feel like it's mostly research and tape study for you? Or can you remember last, um, you know, matches or moments that you feel like you genuinely popped for? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. That's what makes wrestling, you know, those moments. And and those moments also don't have to be moves. And I think that's kind of the way wrestling is nowadays. You know, people are going to do 
you know, they start the match and they go, you know, fly through the ropes and go outside and do all this stuff. And you watch fun facts. One of my absolute favorite matches as a kid was when Bill Goldberg beat Hollywood Hulk Hogan in 1997, you know, at the Georgia Dome. And I go back and rewatch that match and it's like a 10 minute match and they might have done five moves in 10 minutes. And, <laughs> and they're in front of 40,000 people and they're just lose because it's, it's that feeling. It's the moment, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many things that, you know, when someone sits at a show and it's long, they won't remember, but they're always going to remember how someone made you feel. And that's why I'm really happy about being a heel. I do love being a heel because just because you might not look like somebody or someone might not uh, resonate with you. There's always someone in the back of the in your mind that you hate. <laughs> you can't stand. Maybe someone was rude to you, bullied you. And that's what I try to tap into every time I walk out the curtain is I try to relate to that person that every person can't stand someone that they grew up with. And that's who I try to be every time. And it's not about a move. It's about a feeling without a doubt. And I hope that's what a lot of people, especially in women's wrestling, if I hear one more girl talk about how she's such a bad bitch, I might freaking burn my head <laughs> off because what does that even mean? You know, but you know, I think Marina, I yeah. hate to interject, but you've literally said that on your own Instagram too. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. But, I, but uh, it's, yeah. just, it's just the fact yeah, that uh, I get it. it's just now it's just a, a parody of itself. True. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, uh, uh, it's just, it's crazy. The fact that everybody kind of, at the end of the day, everything in wrestling is recycled, recycled ideas. True. And stuff like that. But at the same time, feelings are always going to be there. A move will always be a move. But how happy you get to see someone overcome something. The feeling that you can't stand somebody and you want to see them get what's handed to them. You know what I mean? That's that's why we love entertainment. That's why we watch movies. That's why people want to see superhero movies and billions of dollars at the box mm -hmm. office. It's not because, oh man, the CGI. You know, I mean, yeah, that's part of it. It's all part of it. But it's because you leave the movie going, oh my God. God, like, I can't believe this person showed up out of nowhere. You know, that's what people remember. And making yourself memorable and kind of being the best is something that you are always striving to be. And, you know, we talked about the holidays and kind of reflected on this year, but the new year is also right around the corner, fast approaching. What are some of your personal and professional resolutions for 2023? Uh, personal is just, you know, I am, I can honestly say I'm just so happy and content with my life right now. I really am blessed to be surrounded by the people that I currently am. I'm so happy. Uh, me a year ago could not imagine me now. So I just hope that keeps rolling, you know, through the future and, uh, my family and health is wealth, you know, and it's very important to keep healthy in every way, shape and form. Um, personally, I just hope to become a better wrestler, keep training, keep, uh, you know, building for this company that I absolutely love and I'm getting so many opportunities through and I hope to watch the company skyrocket and keep getting bigger and better and we are doing so well and it's so great to hear the feedback and I just keep, you know, shoot for the, shoot for the stars, you know, might land on the moon. <laughs> You never know. And, you know, speaking of all of our, our hopes and, and eventually when your path does lead you to capital championship wrestling, which we hope is sooner rather than later, what can fans expect from Marina Tucker? 
Well, the Detroit Barbie likes to come into any company and just do her job, which is to embarrass anybody in the ring and look good doing it. You never know. I might bring my megaphone and have to yell at and pop some eardrums in the first row. I might have to come in with my Louis Vuitton print and show up and make sure my outfit looks better than everybody else's. But in the same time, I'm going to come in there and do what I do best. And that's be the best damn thing you've ever seen. <laughs> And we look forward to that definitely rather sooner than later. But Marina, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Of course, we'll be linking all of your socials down below so people can stay up to date. But for our audio listeners, can you please share where they can find you online? Yes, absolutely. My Instagram is at Marina Marina 25. Uh, my Twitter is book Marina 25. And then I do also have a Facebook page. So look me up, Marina Tucker. And my my adventure is just getting crazy, you guys. I'm so happy that you were able to come and speak to me today. And it's so great to see both of you girls again, hopefully in person soon, rather than over this, you know, over the FaceTime. But uh, I really am just so happy to share more positivity about wrestling, especially female wrestling, because a lot of people like to talk about it and kind of put like a big bow on it that it's absolutely perfect and it's absolutely not and i feel like i'm one of the people who actually like to talk about the fact that it is a beyond rough industry but i am really happy with the people that i'm associated with now i have truly found a real sisterhood and it's taken six years to find it but i really am happy about it and we are so thrilled for you. This has been an absolute blast. And uh, to all our friends at home, be sure you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter and checking out a Wrestling Gal podcast. You can find me at AYY underscore Marino on all the socials. So for Marina Tucker and Ella J, I'm Alyssa Marino, and you'll see us again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out the Locker Room. <laughs>